And when you realize that, that's when you make the decision that you're going to play your best. Because if you don't, you don't have it tomorrow. You don't get another 48 minutes. That's what we're here for. The pride, the tradition, the family. Yeah, about the guys in this room. Nothing else. 48 minutes for everybody who's here. Do you understand me? Yes, coach. Welcome back to Titles to Titles. I am your host, Nino Brown, a.k.a. DDP, and you're watching a very, very special edition of P2P with Boomer and DDP. We got an exclusive interview with Hanover College wide receiver and punter Eric Rauderbush. How are we doing today, Eric? I know you got a busy schedule and you're taking time out to do this interview, and we greatly appreciate it. How's your night going? It's good. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you doing it. Um, so listen, we're going to hop right into this. You know, you grew up in New Palestine, Indiana, which, you know, I hear Indiana and I hear football. And I just think it's the Hoosier way of life in Indiana. Uh, what inspired you to fall in love with football or play football at such a young age? Um, I would say that my dad is the biggest inspiration to play. So when I was growing up, he was coaching football he's coaching basketball coaching baseball coaching everything and uh my mom said that i would always just watch film with him didn't know what was <laughs> going on but i'd watch film with him and i'd fall asleep right next to him all the time while he's you know putting on a scouting report something like that and so i'd say that's my biggest inspiration of playing football so nice nice now um i know the guy on the side of you has a question he wants to ask you we'll run right into that justin you take it away yeah. So, um, so real quick though, I actually, I actually know this man's dad. So, um, I can, I can tell like when he's talking, like he means that because like, uh, that man was an inspiration to me as well. He's one of my high school football coaches. So, um, so he kind of meant a lot to me in high school and kind of helped take me from just having fun playing football with my buddies to actually loving the game. So, uh, I too wanted to say thanks to your dad out there, but uh, if this guy is half as competitive as his dad was, this explains why he's able to do so much at the uh, the collegiate level right now. But I do have one very specific particular question that I wanted to throw out there. Um, um, Nino is our college correspondent. The rest of these questions were pretty much his. This is the whole reason I wanted to have you on the show, Eric. And I appreciate you coming in person, too. We've done a lot of interviews with a lot of different athletes and a lot of different coaches and stuff. And I don't we've never had one, I don't think, live in the studio. So this is nope. pretty awesome. For those of you that don't know, this is a throwback. This is the MLO Studios um, in uh, in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, it, it feels good to be back at, at the studio and, and doing uh, um, doing some shows here. So we wanted to thank um uh moonlight and outdoors and uh the mlo team for allowing us to use their their set for this uh for this episode but uh um but yeah so my question to you eric is is one about resilience and and perseverance from what i understand there was a a, a major story in your high school development when you were playing high school football um where you you were primarily a wide receiver you uh, you you wanted to play quarterback. You had the heart to play quarterback. Um, um, you were in that that backup role um, as a, as a quarterback, but you you were kind of led to believe, if if I understand, that you were probably going to be the starter your senior year. If something happened, something fell through with that. Um, 
And then, uh, and then you had your opportunity, golden opportunity. And I don't want to give that away because I want you to be able to, because, yeah. um, and I watched an interview of you immediately after this, uh, this high school state championship game, um, uh, where you were, you were talking to the interviewer and I could tell that you wanted to talk about this story. And I don't know how, how many times you've been given a platform to actually give your story, yeah. but, but I want you to be able to give that story out because this, like I said, truly inspirational story. So if you could maybe tell us a little bit about that. Um, so just kind of playing QB, I started in sixth grade playing for my dad and running the wing tee offense. And that's kind of where I fell in love with quarterback. Middle school came around. I was B team quarterback and, you know, I was given – an opportunity to continue playing quarterback and playing back and forth, A team, B team. And then when my freshman year came around, our starting quarterback that was there in middle school, he decided to stick to basketball. And so then I was kind of moved into the starting role, just straight from there, just was the backup, straight moved into it, really no, you know, um, nobody else really stepping in that role. So I was given that opportunity and I ended up breaking my collarbone week, I think four of my freshman year. And uh, from that point, I was just kind of in that spot where I was like, okay, am I gonna get a chance to play freshman year and develop as a starter, grow with these guys? And I was never able to come back and play quarterback that year just because of my collarbone, wasn't able to throw. Um, and then from there, Sophomore year, I was just a punter. I was backup quarterback behind um, Zach Neely. His older brother was Alex Neely, played at New Pal. Both two really good quarterbacks. And I played behind Zach for two years, just kind of ready for my moment type of thing. And and once he graduated, it was just kind of backup for two years. I'm supposed to be the guy. And um, Lincoln Roth was a junior quarterback right below me, and he was able to start and as a freshman on the freshman team, play JV quarterback as a sophomore um, and a really good quarterback. And when the offseason came for that next year, going into my senior year, he decided to no longer play uh, baseball. So he was with the football team through the baseball season and, you know, just stepping into that role of competing for a job. And so then the summer came around and, you know, I probably didn't play my absolute best in the summer. I'm going from um, travel baseball to football to basketball practice, you know, just wasn't given, you know, the best that I could, you could say. But, and there's absolutely zero disrespect to Lincoln. He did a great job for us and led us all the way to the state championship game. Well, yeah, so like in a nutshell, like he was putting 100% of his focus into football and you had three sports going on. Yes, yes. Right. And, you know, that was kind of hard. And then we get to – I have the starting – you know, it's a competition the whole time. That's what they're telling us. And it was. We get to our last scrimmage, and they just tell me right before the scrimmage um, that he's going to get the start in the scrimmage. And it was kind of just like a – just a stab in the chest, and I was just like, wow, I just didn't really, you know, expect that. It was almost like I was competing – and just didn't think I could lose it. And then I lost it, but that was able to give me an opportunity to play seven positions as, a, as or I think six positions as a senior, I played quarterback in a couple games, 
um, the state championship for one, played receiver all year, punted. I was the kicker when our starting kicker tore his quad. And then I was able to play defensive end and started in five games doing that. And then I played from there, played some safety when teams went to a different um, formation and stuff. And in the state game, I played a couple plays on defense as well at that safety outside linebacker position. So um, it was definitely hard having, you know, being that senior playing with all these guys growing up and not being able to be that starting that starting quarterback that I, you know, have always dreamed of being. Um, but then I was always just ready for my moment. Clearly from sophomore year to junior year, I'm behind a really good quarterback. If he goes down, I'm the one that has to go in. So just I feel like having that experience and knowing how to be a backup and then flipping over and Lincoln going down in the state championship game in the first quarter, being able to step into that role and lead the team that I always felt like I could lead. And I felt like that was the main thing that I had to do was lead and not be a go 20 for 20 with 300 yards passing and 100 rushing yards. No, my thing was just step in there, lead like I can. The stats weren't great in that game, but I just felt like when you also have Charlie Spiegel next to you, that helps. But <laughs> like my whole thing was I'm just going to go in there, be confident, not make it seem like we're in trouble losing our starting quarterback, but you know, just trying to lead the best that I could and take our team to a state championship and go back to back. Well, I did look at some of those stats, and one stat that I noticed is that it was seven to seven when you took over, um, because he he actually got hurt on a punt play or right before the punt, um, yeah. right before the punt, and you guys were up seven no seven zero. But then after the punt, they came down. Valparaiso um, came down and scored to tie it up 7-7. And then that's when you took over. And the big stat that I noticed from there at a point where the game is pretty much it's, – it's starting all over, 0-0 yeah. uh, at that point with just over three quarters to play. And you got the W in the state championship. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the stat that matters. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, I don't care what kind of quarterback you are. I don't care what kind of stat you have. Like, that's what it's all about, right? So – um, so I, I know I'm, I might be jumping around the questions here, Nino, but I want to know what that experience was like winning a state championship. And this is a 5A school for the state of Indiana at that time, I believe. Right. Yeah. So um, so one of our larger schools in the state of Indiana. Um, and it was the second title for New Pal back to back at that time. Yes, right. Back -back, yeah. But I don't think that you played obviously nearly as important of a role yeah. in that first one as you did this one. So, yeah. So it was just. The experience of winning a state championship was just awesome. And um, just even from warming up in Lucas Oil, practicing at Lucas Oil, getting to getting to punt a ball at Lucas Oil and seeing it kind of just fly a little bit. Like it, it seems to go a lot further in the stadium. Um, but just seeing and feeling that opportunity of just playing in that state championship game was just awesome. And I was able to you know, experience that from a little bit lesser of a role where I was just a punter and playing a little bit of receiver, starting at receiver and, you know, just trying to block for Charlie. That was kind of my, kind of my role as a junior. Um, but just being able to get back there, being able to experience another win. And like I, you know, just talked about was, you know, being put in that role was just trying to lead to not be the losing team in that state championship game. Cause I felt that the year before, felt how amazing it was to put in all the work your whole life with all these teammates that you've grown up playing cadet ball with. Right. 
you know, you want you not only do you want to get to that state championship game, but you want to win the state championship game. So just the whole experience and then coming out with the win, going back to back with a senior class that I've always been with and played with my whole life. It was just it was amazing. Kind and, of can't put it into words sometimes. And it, it helps that Hanover had that game film to go back and look on, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It did. <laughs> All right, Nino, I'll give it back to you, buddy. Sorry, I kinda I kinda took over there for a second. No problem. I just been sitting back and, and, and enjoying the story and, and the content. I mean, to me, my takeaway is is that Eric has just got ice cold in his veins. That no moment is too big. He can just step in and get it done. Doesn't matter whether he's orthodox or unorthodox at whatever position, he can fill the role and, and step up and get it done. And I, I just love to hear it. It was it's an unbelievable story. And uh, congratulations to you, oh, sir. Thank you. Now. Let's, let's fast forward a little bit to uh, Hanover in, in your time there. In 21 at Hanover, you played nine games. You had 23 receptions for 242 yards. This season, you surpassed that already. You know, 38 receptions, 380 yards, four touchdowns. How did you approach the offseason from 2021 to 2022? Um, I pretty much approached it in the way that we had a senior receiver who was leading our team last year. He had 600 plus receiving yards. And I just saw the opportunity arise where I'm going to be the number one or the number two guy. And, you know, just worked my butt off in the off season, tried to get as strong as possible, as fast as possible. And what helped was my brother was trying to win the quarterback spot at new pal. So he was throwing with me every day. Um, there was a, a video that came out probably a year and a half ago, but Devontae Adams that said he was just like, if you want to get like good at receiver, you got to run routes as hard as you can. And he was saying that like these ladder drills are dumb. And, and I think that, you know, they're still good, but I was just running routes all the time as much as I could and trying to be the best route runner. I could try to be the best football player that I could try to be the smartest football player that I could. And it really helped that in this off season, my brother was, you know, helping me, throwing me the ball. And we were both trying to work with each other to get to, you know, kind of be the best that we could for this season. So like, if you, if you want to learn how to lose weight, you don't come to a fat guy like me. Right. <laughs> so if you, if you want to learn how to run routes, you listen to advice from a guy like, like Devontae Adams. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. a pretty smart, pretty smart yeah. thinking. I can tell you're a route of bush. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that's that that just is like a, like a Friday night lights moment right there. Like, you know, you got your you got a brother that's trying out for quarterback and, and you're trying to get better at your your position. You guys are just working together, you know. I can just see like working together, you know, in the backyard and your in neighborhood park or whatever, just just putting in that work, getting it done. I love it. I like I'm motivated right now. I want to go out and play some ball right now. <laughs> so let me, uh, yeah, I'm down, my man. I'm down. Now we're talking handover. You play both wide receiver and punter for Hanover. What's it like playing both sides of the ball? Most people say both sides of the ball, it's offensive defense, but you're playing offense and special teams. What position would you be looking to pursue, you know, after collegiate level or if you went from, you know, D3 to D2? Uh, is there, you know, a next Pat McAfee perhaps? That's something that we're looking at? Or do you enjoy the route running and, and the technique of a wide receiver? Um, I really enjoy really enjoy both, both, but I would say just kind of getting the feel of, you know, leading the, a team in receptions with 38 receptions. It was just like, you know, I really enjoy that. It's awesome. But then at the same time, getting a 
50 yard punt, it's awesome too. So really, you know, if I use my extra year of eligibility, if I decide to stay at Hanover, it'd probably be to, you know, do both again. But if I use my extra ability, extra eligibility somewhere else, and I decide to, you know, just kind of see what's out there. If a, if a team is like, yeah, we want you as a receiver. And then I might just go pursue that and just play one position and, you know, see how good of a receiver I can be if when I'm just focusing on that or punter, how good of a punter I could be when I'm just focusing on that and just trying to kick every day, be the best that I can be. Um, so really I enjoy both, but you know, that extra eligibility option, you know, helps me to decide, you know, what I may do with my extra years. I'm going to throw, uh, I'm going to go off chalk here and off the notes because, you know, I was said, about to too. I, we, <laughs> might, we might be thinking the same thing. Go for it. Uh, without, you know, getting you in trouble, ruin anything. Are you leaning towards the extra year eligibility and trying to go somewhere else and, and trying to, you know, put your talents out there? And when it comes towards the wide receiver position, are you more of, you know, a Y guy, a Z and X? You know, do you, do you like to slot more? Do you like, you know, playing on the outside, and, you know, and going deep? What do you prefer? Um, I'm an X receiver. Um, okay. They, they used me sometimes in the slot. We did a lot of bunch formations. Um, we motioned me a bit, uh, just trying to get me uh, the ball kind of quick. And they used me a lot in, you know, third down situations. That's kind of why I've only had 380 yards receiving with 30 receptions. But, you know, my job was to try and get the ball, try and fall forward, get a first down. Um, and then with the extra eligibility thing, um, my brother's getting recruited right now. So it would, I would kind of base it – I think that right now I would kind of base it off of I would decide kind of where to go depends on where he goes. If he, okay. you know, also decides to play quarterback – you know, would I want to be wins a job at that school next year? Would I want to go catch passes for him and, and all that? Or Yes, you, you do. Know, I'll like, answer that for you. <laughs> or, or am I, you know, wanting to use my fifth year to go to the school that he's at and go try and pump for that team and just that type of thing. So that's always an option. But, you know, we'll kind of see where it goes, where he decides to go and um, what options that I will get. Because, I mean, his school still has to, wherever he goes, they still got to. Yeah, recruit me. So, so my question that was off of off of the list here, but um, still relates to what's next. As a as a man that practically played every single position on the field at some point, you you know a lot about the game. You got a lot of that knowledge. You've got coaching in the blood. Is that something that you're considering down the road? And also, is your degree in college something that can kind of help with that as well? Um, I definitely want to coach. It just, I just don't know what sport it is, whether it's football, basketball, or baseball, because I enjoy all three. Could never choose in high school which one I wanted to continue to focus on and, and that type of thing. But um, my degree is just business. I can do concentrations um, if I decide to at Hanover. But um, I definitely want to coach, and we're going to kind of see where that takes me. But um, it's definitely where I want to end up. I kind of want to – my my biggest goal right now as, you know, wanting to become a coach is coaching at the high school level and trying to get as many kids to go to the next level and allow them to have that experience to play because I didn't have very many options to go 
I had a few and I'm very thankful for the few that did. Hmm. But now that I'm in college and I played a big role in seven, six positions in high school and that's awesome. But, you know, it's, it's hard to be a part of, you know, like I enjoy catching the ball. And when you're a part of New Pals offense with Charlie Spiegel in the backfield, you know, you don't really have a balanced offense. So being at Hanover and having a balanced offense where all five guys are involved at any point in time, it, you know, has allowed me to really enjoy that and getting an opportunity and to then go back and coach and just give someone an opportunity. If they don't end up playing in their four years at that school, my goal would just be to get them there because my four years at Hanover are going to be, you know, some of the best years of my life playing football, playing baseball. I've enjoyed every second of it. And I've played a lot of games so far, so I can't really say for the people that don't play that much. But for me, it would just be – it's just amazing to just even have the opportunity just to say that I am on a college team. I am playing at the next level. And there's not – like you see those statistics of the certain percentage of high school athletes make it to college and only a certain percentage continue through their four years. I'm wanting to be that percentage. And anybody that I coach, I hope that they – if they want to be that certain percentage, I can get them there. So that's kind of why I have an inspiration. I'm inspired to coach. That's kind of where I see it. And my dad. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Kudos to you, sir. And I, I don't think I could have heard a better answer right there. I mean, I know you still got some football left in you before you go that route, but your mindset and the way you handle yourself. Listen, I got four year olds and I would trust you coaching them now. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't handle yourself. I don't know if you've uh, shown this one up on the screen yet or not, but um, uh, <laughs> this, guy, this guy lives in Greenfield, um, uh, Patreon of the show, and he's uh, he's saying, you know, Greenfield could really use a coach right now. So, <laughs> but it's a few years down the road. Few years down the road. Let him get the, the, the field playoff first. He's still got some years of playing on the field. I saw I saw them in Greenfield play this year. I thought that they were a really good team. They got pretty pretty bright future. They got you know. Guys buying in that when when I was playing in high school, they didn't have kids buying in. And they were not a complete team. And they got kind of whooped by New Pal, but they held with them for quite a while. And that wasn't a thing in the past years. So what they got going at Greenfield is pretty good. There you in go, my, Steve. In my opinion, there you go, Steve. In my opinion, Steve. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, so not only are you a two position collegiate play, you know, football player, like I said, you're a wide receiver and a punter. But you're also a two-sport collegiate athlete. You play football. You play bas- uh, baseball. Um, you had a two, 282 batting average last year, 14 RBIs. Now, has your baseball athleticism and training helped you in football? And what are some of the major differences you see on campus between the support for the two different sports? Obviously, a lot of schools, football is, is numero uno. So what are yeah. the differences you see? Um, well, with my baseball athleticism, you could say, you know, being a baseball is a rotational sport. So being a rotational athlete, you know, I feel like has helped me be better with, you know, my hips and everything like that when I'm running routes and, you know, my flexibility with punting has helped me in, in baseball in a num- number of ways and, you know, just all these things. And then from the school aspect, football is definitely focused on a whole lot more, but, that's also because football, we've kind of had a little bit more of a winning program and baseball is on the come up. So, 
in a couple of years, you know, my answer might be changed and say equally, you know, important um, via the school. But right now I'd say football more. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to dive into uh, two, two specific games. Listen, I, I tend, just knows when it comes to doing my homework, I tend to really dive in and get into it. But it's, it was hard for me to find some film, but I was able to find, I was able to dig in and see some stuff here. Now, on October 1st, Hanover defeated Defiance 37-20. And in that game, you caught an 18-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Matt Weiner on a six-play drive, 64 yards, uh, with 12 minutes left in the third quarter. Can you take us back to that game in that moment there? Yeah, so um, earlier in that game, we we just did like a call to glance. It's like a bang post. Um, we tried to run it earlier, and the DB made a good play. Um, I probably should have tried to catch it with my body, and um, we were not able to come up with a touchdown. But later in the game, you know, we see the same thing, and he gives me the hand signal to run the same route, and this time I just kind of decided that I – wouldn't be beat that time. So um, Matt threw a good ball, and uh, we came out with the touchdown and completed the drive that we needed to complete to you know extend the lead against Defiance. Love it, love it. Now I'm gonna go I'm digging, digging back. I'm, I'm gonna pick your brain a little bit again. Again in, in October on the 29th, you guys handed Anderson a whooping. Not to be disrespectful, yeah. but 62 to three is a big L. Um, that was, you know, they scored first, but then you sparked the offense, um, for Hanover with a 15 yard touchdown from your quarterback. You ended the day with five receptions, 54 yards and a touchdown. That's it's 10 yards per catch. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that game and what it was like to crack open the scoring and get this big dub? Yeah. So, uh, I, that week during practice, um, I did not practice much. I actually sprained and strained my ankle both of them so i actually still kind of have problems with it but both ankles or sprained and strained both sprained and strained all right i didn't know if we had a carson Wentz situation <laughs> yeah. just my left ankle so i was still able to punt but i did not practice that much during i did not practice that much and so going into the game i went in there and we fumbled on our first drive and you know kind of just knew we needed to piece something together so we start piecing together a drive we go I believe we were just in a bunch bunch left formation in the boundary and my route was a corner route with um an out to you know bring the corner down and i just had to beat the safety one-on-one and um, no disrespect but their their dbs were not the best so we were able to, to just score on that first drive and just get something started right there um and then from there it was as you could tell by the score you know we kind of put a beat down on them and I was me and our quarterback were done at halftime and everyone else got one more series after halftime and halftime. And after that, everyone was pretty much done. So, Love yeah. It. So I know, I know this man has to be politically correct because you don't want Anderson to have bulletin board material on him for the next time they play. But right. speaking from experience myself, there's very little to like about Anderson. So I appreciate that beatdown personally. I have some personal vendettas on the town, not the school. The school's a great school's amazing school. It really is. I believe it's a private school. It's an amazing school. But you're not, you're not helping the cause, Justin. <laughs> you, you, you're literally just feeding the fire for the next game. But, um, we got we got we got a question from one of our viewers, uh, Tristan Anderson. Would you say that your background as a quarterback helps you in your career currently as a wide receiver? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, 
I think that it has helped me understand what not only the corner is doing, but what the outside linebackers doing, what the safeties are doing, what kind of coverage they're in and where to run my route. And um, just like, for example, in our game against, uh, was it? I think it was Rose Holman, they run a lot of cover zero. And um, I shifted in inside the numbers and their quarter, their uh, linebacker and coach were yelling at each other for them to the corner and the linebacker to switch on my, what would be a spot route. So I ran a spot route, they switched, they were on me, came to the sideline. And I just told our quarterback coach who was signaling in the plays. And that's in the next series, we came down on a third and I think 12. I ran what would be a spot route, but it was just an in, up, and, and corner. We call it a K route. Um, so I run a corner from being a split receiver and catch it on a third down and a continuous drive. And I think we ended up scoring on that drive. I'm not sure. But definitely being a quarterback and kind of knowing the game and seeing what's out there from seeing the perspective of what I need to know on the whole field helps me in the aspect of, you know, who what's happening with the guy across from me, who's inside of me, if I line up inside, who's outside of me, you know, kind of know the coverages. So yeah, definitely, I think so. You can see if a safety, a cornerback is cheating, you know, little, little ticks that these guys have that you would see as a quarterback, but now you kind of have an advantage now as a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, we, you spoke a little earlier, um, you know, 32 receptions, 330 yards, and you said that you were a guy that they give the ball to in space. So that sounds to me like 10 yards per catch. But you said they were trying to get the ball out fast. So are you a, are you a receiver that they, you know, that, that does well in space? You get in, get out? Or are you more of a, a, a I, I think, route I guy? Think I, do pretty well. I think I do pretty well. And I, I definitely try to run the correct route and the best route that I can on every single play. So that goes into it as well. But um, it's definitely a – is is I'm our biggest receiver. So there are not many times that I go backwards. So, you know, it's kind of just catch the ball, get as many yards as I can. If I have to make someone miss, you know, I can make someone miss. So. Uh, now I got uh, a couple more questions here. One more here in regards to football and in the field here is who as an athlete, whether it be professional or collegiate, you would say you were inspired by, or kind of, I wouldn't say, you know, mold your game because there's only one, one Eric, right? There's only one, one you, and you, you're specific. But someone where you like take some pointers from and how they train and how they are work on the field. Um, I was thinking about this question earlier, and you know, and who not who I would say, and I would. It's not a popular answer, and I didn't know of him really before this season. But um, Charlie Jones from Purdue, he's a receiver. Okay. Sizzle. Um, Charlie yes, Sizzle. Yes, Charlie Sizzle. You know, I see his game. You know, he he doesn't. You know, he doesn't look like the fastest guy on the field, and he really is. And I think it also shows that he knows the game and can get open in any situation. So, like, I was watching an IU game earlier, and he can get open really at any point in time. And it shows just from the amount of receptions that he has, the amount of contested catches that he has, the yards that he has. Um, but where I see, you know, the inspiration of that is like he was at Iowa, didn't really play much. He had 13, I think 18 receptions in his career for 200 yards. And then in his first two games at Purdue, he has 20 plus total receptions for 
400 plus yards. And just like, you know, just the situation that you can be in can be great, but it may not, you know, fit who you are as a player. And, you know, I loved the situation that I was in at New Pal. And, you know, I wouldn't, you know, trade the state championships or anything. But, like, just having that opportunity to then go play at Hanover and have that opportunity to catch a bunch of passes is, you know, that's where I see the inspiration is, is how he just didn't give up on himself and he bet on himself and went to Purdue and was, you know, able to, able to be really the best player that he can be. He's had an unbelievable year. I know my guy over at Draft Countdown, Shane Halam, is a big Charlie Sizzle Jones guy, saying he's going to climb draft boards this year. Um, listen, if I was Charlie, I would have been right out the door as fast as possible. If you told me I can have Aiden O'Connell or Spencer Petrus, I'm taking the Aiden O'Connell train any day of the week, um, especially when you got a quarterback that can utilize you. Charlie Jones' contested catches are insane. He's yeah. literally getting mauled. Gets away with the ball, gets open in space. It, it, it's I love that that's a gentleman that you draw inspiration from and model your game a little bit towards because he has been a pleasure to watch you know this year on TV for Purdue. So I got got one more question for you. This one's this one's definitely off topic, but I've been asking all all the gentlemen um, in the collegiate field that we have on. It's a little icebreaker, and I like to see what the answers are and, and why. So for me, my last question I've been telling everybody is. What is the one-on-one of breakfast cereal for you and why? <laughs> this one's hard. I really like cereal. But I, <laughs> I would say I have to rock with the CTC, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right. All right. See, so now Classic. you can't go wrong with it. This is, so I, 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 we're going like four or five you know, entries here, and I'm getting mostly Fruity Pebbles, and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So I'm going to ride this train to the end of the year, and we're going to have to put a poll up there after the final to see what it is. You know, those two, Fruity Pebbles and Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it's not over the cereal, but you get the flavor of the milk at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 BJ Wilson said it, you know, the best. It's a very big variable in what cereal that you will get because the flavor at the end plays a major part. Absolutely. Listen, Eric, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on talk shop with you, talk football. Um, I would love to maybe um, next year or the end of this year, if you decide on what you're going to do, if you're going to you know, flex that, that extra year, I'll get you back on and, and get an update and, and see what's going on if you would be interested. Oh, yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed this. This is the first podcast I've been on. So, you know, it's, it's been awesome. It's been great. And you can also do this streaming from home too. Like I know it, we probably put you out driving all the way out here. We're taking time from your your Thanksgiving. I hey, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. By the way, you and the family have a great, great Thanksgiving. Yeah, it, was great. it was great. Good, 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 good. But uh, yeah, and and I want to say thank you, Nino, because all this time that you guys, you you and Boomer, um, Jared, have been on here. Um, I think this is the first time I've had the opportunity to come on the show. Uh, I'm not normally a college guy, so obviously that makes sense. Um, but I want to say thanks for Boomer for letting me uh, keep his seat warm uh, for an episode here. And uh, I can't wait to check out your next episode. I, I appreciate just I appreciate the opportunity you guys, you and Coach gave me, you know, on tilt titles. Um, it's just been a pleasure being on here. It's How about you, man? How about you and the, the beautiful family, the kids? You guys have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, absolutely. Um, The kiddos, the, the baby had COVID, but he's a he's a he's uh, a trooper. He's already broke. It's already gone. He's, yeah, he's an animal. Yeah. He's doing well. You know, the kiddos. They they got to see uh Pupper and, and have Thanksgiving turkey. So 
everything was good, man. I I, I can't complain. Good. I'm blessed. Good, good. So life is good. I get to do my thing, and and everybody's happy. Awesome, beautiful. But, so before we go, Eric, is there anything that you want to tell the people at home um, that you got going on before we close it out? Or where, where they, like where they can find you? Throw out your Twitter handle for them. Uh, I'll throw it up on the screen, but let let them know. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Eric Rattlebush. Um, that's just about where you can find me. But uh, yeah, at Eric Rattlebush, and uh, follow me there. Um, and then just from there, I post occasionally about you know what's going on with with uh, Hanover College and you know the sports that I'm playing. So awesome, awesome. Uh, I wish you luck. Uh, hopefully, you know you have a good, great rest of the year and and everything you do over at Hanover. And like I said, I appreciate you coming on. And in the words of my co-host. Until next time. All right. All right. All right.